0: A very good morning, Ben Davis, with you again in the chair all this week for Patton Heels who are enjoying their summer break already. Thanks for padding up and slipping on the box with me this morning because you will need every single piece of protective gear you can get. Why? Well, Queensland cricket is on the verge of going broke.
1: I love the idea of the gap of being <coughs> redone, I think it needs to, the Olympics are coming, how good, I'm so excited, it's 10 years away, I'm still excited, but at the same time it's going to displace Queensland cricket a hell of a lot, it's about $45 million, we'll be out of pocket over the four years, it's about 12, almost $12 million a year, and to be honest if, if that's the case then I don't know what's going to really happen to Queensland cricket, we could be broke in three or four years time and
0: Usman Kawaja, the people's champ, speaking yesterday. If the Palaszczuk government gets its way and makes sport pay for the new home that they have to reside in while the Gabba is being built or rebuilt, cricket will go under. If this plan goes ahead, Queensland cricket will go broke. Yesterday you and I hinted at this. I, I, I knew there was a massive hole. I knew there was going to be a downfall and a short side. But today, we have the numbers. And look, this is not opinion. This is counting. Those numbers, 45 million. It makes for worse reading than David Warner's test average for the last two years. But confirmation, Queensland cricket would be in the hole for $45 million, not playing at the Gabba. That does not even bring in the cost of a new home. Lost revenue that they are chasing compensation for. The
1: 45 million amount of money we'll lose by not playing at the Gabba. Then we've got to find somewhere else to play. I know Queensland Cricket has asked for help for Alan Border Field, which is our spiritual second home of cricket here in Queensland. It's an investment in Brisbane in Queensland from my point of view. You have two stadiums and you just don't have the Gabba. You've got another stadium. 10,000 people. Big bash can be played there women's cricket, women's BBL, more seating for them. There's a lot of positives that go from that, but Queensland cricket can't do their, that on their own either. I mean, we need help. We need help from the state government. And the state government is displacing Queensland cricket, one of the sports they are. There needs to be some sort of help from the government to be able to do that. And right now it's really disappointing to see that the government is sort of turning a blind eye on us.
0: Yeah, there we go. Usman Khawaja, uh hooking the Palaszczuk government's Decision to make them pay, hooking that for six. 13, 0467, 736, 736 The Suncorp Home Resilience line is open. Forget the Echo. Allen Borderfield, we're off to Albion. If Queensland cricket got their way. W- would you? Would you go? If not, why not? Have you been to Allen Borderfield? How easy is it to get to? What's the experience like? They want an upgrade. Are you in favour of this? This is the biggest sports story in this state right now. You may argue, and yesterday we had this conversation about the Lions coming off the AFLW premiership, the big bash starting in a couple of days' time here at the Gabba. David Warner, Mitchell Johnson, that fight. Well, guess what? This is the umbrella that arches over everything. And you know what? You've got skin in the game. Why? Simple. You're paying for it. Whether it's via the Brisbane City Council and your rates, whether it's via the state government and your taxes, your stamp duty, whether it's via Canberra and the other taxes you pay, you have skin in the game. And we're talking about our two truly national sports, cricket and AFL. We heard cricket sides yesterday, and this to me was the perfect foil. We've had politicians argue about this. We've had the Lord Mayor on the on the phone yesterday. We've heard from the state government politicians Yeah, exactly. But now you've got the people's champ. You've got Usman Khawaja, captain of Queensland, captain of the Heat, test opener for Australia, laying it bare. Queensland cricket would go broke under this model. So who pays? And is their solution of going to Albion the right one? Where does that leave the AFL? So many questions, so many thoughts. I know you've got an opinion on this again. It is your money that is going to be spent here. Compensation for Queensland Creek. Well, that's got to be part of it, surely. $45 million. And then they're asked to be paid and asking for another payment of $30 million on top of that to renovate the ECCA. So who should pay? Should they go to Albion? Would you be happy with that? What's your experience? Have you been to Allen Border Field? Do you like it the way it is? Well, it won't be the way it is. They'll be knocking down the brown brick building there, Queensland Cricket Headquarters, to get another temporary, or not a temporary, another grandstand in there. That's part of their vision. They're looking at a 10,000-seat stadium. 10,000. Nice, but hang on. We're talking test matches here as well because we need to find a new home for that. Or are you comfortable with going to Carrara, because that's what the Premier wants. Oh, Anastasia says, hey, we've got a stadium at the Gold Coast. Why don't the Heat and the Lions want to go there? No, they don't want to go there, because here's a clue, Premier. Brisbane Lions, Brisbane Heat. The clue is in the name, not the Gold Coast, not Carrara. If you're old enough, and I'm sure you are, to remember the bad news bears when they started in the then VFL at Carrara in the 80s. Has it got much better than that? Oh, yeah, there's a stadium there. How do you get there? You're not going, are you? Yeah, exactly. 131355. The Suncorp Resilience Hope and Line is there for you. Are you showing resilience in this? Where where should they go? Albion's now on the table as far as Queensland cricket's concerned. Would you be a fan? Would you go there? Thirteen thirteen fifty five oh four six seven that's seven three six seven three six. Ben Davis with you again. As I said, for all this week for Pat and Hills, we are doing it this morning. All thanks to Hyundai Queensland. What about this? The Hyundai Twenty Twenty Three SUV sale event is on now. Yeah, we are cricket heavy because that is that time of year. But we will be talking state of origin today with our great mate Brent Tate. Why are we talking state of origin in December? Simple. I touched on this yesterday, and there was a lot of cricket feedback, so I wanted to reinvigorate it today. Wayne Pearce, junior, New South Welshman, played for Australia. Outstanding. But he's now on the ARL Commission, and he wants to put forward the idea of opening up the Origin Eligibility Rules. Jeez, we hear about this every year, don't we? But he wants to open it up to Englishmen and Kiwis. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Englishman in Kiwi. Someone like a Victor Radley who's played for New South Wales but has now committed himself to England. He wants Victor Radley to be able to play State of Origin. And then that would also open it up to someone like Jason Tombalolo playing State of Origin. Does that strengthen the product or weaken it? Something i will be putting to Brent Tate. I wouldn't mind asking him as well, the lure of the Warriors. He is in the same boat right now that Kirk Capwell is having those decisions thinking about what do I do do I leave Red Hill where I've got another year or do I go across the Tasman where I've got a more secure future Brent Tate had that same decision to make Geez, I reckon that'd be about 15 years ago Tate is in the same boat we'll get his take on that 1313550467736736 13, The Matildas are playing Canada that's right, the second of their series, or the second match of their series. That happens tomorrow afternoon, our time. But if the weekend was anything to go by, don't expect a win. It just
2: changes the whole dynamic of how the game's played. Um, it's a lot quicker. Your detail of pass has to be perfect. Um the spin on the ball, the bounce on the ball um, is completely different. So it does take a little bit to get used to again. And um, yeah, I don't know, it's just something that takes time when you're on it and used to playing on it, it becomes normal. But when it's been a while, there is quite a big difference.
0: right, that was Caitlin Ford from the Matildas about playing Canada, about playing on the different surface over there. That's right, they're they're playing on AstroTurf, they're playing on uh, synthetic grass. But the big thing out of it is who is playing for the Matildas? We saw on the weekend the experimental side, 10 changes. Two of them on debut, 15 of the players in the Matildas squad had 15 games or less experimental side, Tony Gustafsson. What happened? A 5-0 belting to the Matildas. But you know what? He's doubled down, Tony Gustafsson. He said, I'm going to continue the experiments. Not too many in this side of the world are happy about it. The hypothesis, what are you actually testing here? Mm. Who's actually got the character to stand up to these people? How do we get them to play and show what they can do as individuals when it, when it's clearly just, a, it's almost like cannon fodder. I'm getting very emotional with my language here. I don't want to offend people, but it might be too late for that. It's showing good passion. It's almost like, just it's like cannon fodder. Cannon fodder indeed. They're going up against the Olympic champions again. In the next 24 hours, are we going to see much of the same? Is it valuable experience? Is this something that the Matildas need? It was their first loss after the World Cup. Experimental stages are qualifying for, not qualifying for the Olympics, but getting ready for the Olympics. Is the end game the best game? Or do they just need to keep winning? Are they future-proofing the Matildas? Tony Gustafsson, he says yes. This is what it's all about. We're seeing the same sort of argument as far as our test team is concerned. Are they future-proofing? George Bailey and his team of selectors, Tony Donomate, are they future proofing the Australian team? No. We're going to get into test selection as well. The openers, Usman Khawaja. It wasn't just stadiums he was talking about. Mascots and sports streaming. All on the menu this morning. 13 55 Let's go straight to Red Bank Plains. Shane on his way to. I'm tipping work this morning. Shane, very good morning to you. <laughs> Yeah, just to touch on that cricket,
2: I can't see why they can't play at the QE2 stadium or whatever it's called now. I could make it work like there. It's a city. stadium it can get, get there easy. Like I for the stadium. This no is really a stadium. there.
0: No, you're right. There'd have there'd be a cost and there'd be money dipped into the state government coffers. And that's the whole point. It saying, well, we need some sort of compensation. Why don't we make it here? Shane, can I put it to you? When was the last time you went to, it's now called QSAC, at QE2 Stadium. Um, when was the last time you were there? I uh, went to
2: see Guns and Roses about four years
0: ago there. Outstanding. How did you get there to see the Gunners?
2: A bus, three buses.
0: Free bus from, and then yep. did it take you straight to the stadium? Did you have to get it from Garden City, Chermside, where, whereabouts? How did it all well, work? straight
2: to the, we got a train and then a bus straight to the stadium.
0: Final question to you, how long did that take? Oh, it's
2: about half an hour. But there's plenty of parking here too if you wanted to drive there. I just got on the liquid for the night, so yeah. we couldn't drive, obviously.
0: All right, mate, now this is good. Well, uh, sort of arena, yeah. Right yeah, that's it's right. The they've, yeah, they've got the, the two- or three-level parking centre. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a fair shout. Things have changed. Shane, thank you. Thank you for the first-hand account as well. Th- this is my issue, though, with CUSAC. I mean, as much as it's going to have an upgrade, and if you've sat in those aluminium stands... Yeah, they haven't changed since the Broncos played there in the late 90s, early 2000s. So there's going to be half, there's going to have to be a substantial upgrade there. Getting there, that, that's the problem. Getting 40,000, 50,000, which it holds, you're not all driving there, are you? Because there's not 50,000 car parks or even half that, 25,000. And as much as they built the car park in this arena, it still doesn't work. Catching the bus, catching the train, how long does it take you to get there? Shane just said about half an hour, and he's coming from Redbank Plains. 13 13 Can the Lions play at CUSAC as well? Because for me, it's all about getting both teams, both sports in the one spot. That's the most cost effective way, right? 13 55 The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is open to you. Plenty to talk about over the next, well, three hours. Right now, let's welcome in Vanessa Gibson with the news update. Good Hello, morning.
2: Ness. I'm good. Happy Tuesday.
0: A happy Tuesday to you. We are still talking stadiums. We're still talking... Yes. And, and taken <laughs> And it's taken a different spin now. Usman mm. is saying, let's get out to Albion. Queensland Cricket want their home. And the Lions will be saying exactly the same. Let's get out to Springfield.
2: Oh, look, it's certainly not the last we will be talking about this issue. But, um, yeah, watch this space, I suppose. Um, now, in other news today, the States North is on weather watch this morning, because we are getting word that a severe tropical cyclone could form uh, today, in the next couple of days. If it does form in Australia's territory, it will be called Tropical Cyclone Jasper. Um, But the Bureau says there are still a few potential routes it could take, so we don't know yet if it will make landfall with the Queensland coast, but obviously keeping a very close eye on that. Now, Westpac customers have been left unable to access their money overnight. Um, Customers were reporting couldn't transfer money, couldn't pay bills. Some people stuck at the supermarket with a trolley full of groceries, couldn't pay, had to leave empty-handed. Uh, the bank says it has been fixed now. Um, some people, though, calling for compensation saying, you know, we were left pretty inconvenienced. And look, finally, it's nearly that time of the year when Time magazine is naming its 2023 person of the year. Ooh. They've released the shortlist. So, here's a few of those who have made the Time the the person of the year mm. list, um, and it, they say that the criteria is a individual, group, or concept that has had the most influence on the world in the last twelve months. Hang on,
0: so I'm going to stop you there for a second. There, so I want to hear this list. Mm. Sorry, but but a concept mm-hmm. can be the time person of the Correct.
2: year. Correct. Yes, and it could be for good or for bad. All right, I'm done. All right. <laughs> so here's some of God. those on the short list: Hollywood strikers. So the actors and writers.
0: Oh, right. I, I thought that was a yes. team. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Not a, not a sporting team. <laughs> what sport team? do they no, play? <laughs> no,
2: Those who right. went on strike looking for a better deal. Uh, oh, the Chinese wow. president, Xi Jinping, he's on the short list. Uh-huh. Taylor Swift, one uh-huh. of our favourites here so, at here. Uh, uh, yeah. Those who prosecuted Donald Trump over right. um, his various yeah. uh, <laughs> issues. <laughs> um, Barbie, as a... <laughs> As a concept, I think, because obviously the movie really influenced a lot of people this year. And King Charles the Third, our new monarch. Hmm. So we'll find out.
0: Well, I, just that reaction right there. Hmm. Yes. Is, is that is the <laughs> okay. list that inspiring? Is twenty twenty-three they've been that much well, of a dud that, that that is the list for <laughs> well, the that's time a bit harsh. person. Well, I'm looking at that list. Nothing inspires, really. Okay.
2: Who would you choose out of it? The- that's not the entire short list, but that's kind of the key. Key ones. Barbie for you, Taylor Swift.
0: Taylor Swift made $78 million Mm -hmm. just from Spotify, just from my daughter downloading her songs and her friends.
2: Then there's the concerts, then there's the film, then there's the influence she's having on the NFL Mm. by just attending Kansas City matches with her new boyfriend. It's, yeah, it's remarkable. Her influence has been huge.
0: 2023, get in the bin. Let's just move on. We'll if find that's out later list.
2: this week who the winner is.
0: I want the Hollywood Strikers to form a team. Anyway, <laughs> Ness, yeah. thank, thank you. Uh, we're running late for traffic. Hopefully you're not running late for work. It's 6.21.